Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. So I wonder what it is that is your coolest thing. Have a thing. What's the coolest thing you've ever done? What's that best food that you've ever eaten? What is it? What's your uh, favourite movie at the minute or the favourite thing that you love to listen to or your best place you've ever been? I wonder what it is. Because today we love to talk about this kind of stuff, don't we? We love to share the stuff that we love. It is so easy, isn't it? We're always on Facebook liking that, sharing that. I've just eaten something or I'm about to eat something great, so I'm going to stand on a chair and take a picture of it and share it on Instagram. We're all about sharing the stuff that we love. And today we're going to talk about that, about the fact that it's actually human nature to share something, the amazing things that we found and how do we do that so I wonder if you've come across these talking about Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff I wonder if you came across these things these are some of the most shared things last year on Facebook who saw that one who liked or shared the science says the firstborn child is the most intelligent yeah, I agree with that personally. Yeah, I definitely think that is true. First one. Uh, I think maybe it was also shared a lot because the Hemsworth brothers were a part of that story. Um, who saw the penguin swims 5,000, hang on, 5,000 miles every year for a reunion with the man um, who saved his life? Anybody see that one? I read that one. That was very cute. So we like animal stories, don't we? I didn't actually share that one. It it's did what it says there, that this little penguin I uh, got saved, and then he goes and sees this guy every few we- uh, for a few weeks or a few months. And uh, yeah, what about the next one? We saw that one, uh, that video a few weeks ago in church, didn't we? That DNA video. Who saw that one or shared it? Again, an inspirational one, all about how we are the same, how our DNA is the same. We love sharing these inspirational videos. And last but not least, who saw the Chewbacca lady? Yeah, I think I actually shared that one. The lady who loved to buy this mask and thought it was so funny. She, it went viral, didn't it? She became famous in a day. And she became, she was on uh, different talk shows and all that kind of stuff. For two weeks, she lived the dream. I'm not sure what she's doing now. She's bought another mask, I don't know, maybe. Who saw the next one? Anybody see this one here? Where this guy, the guy in the Stetson is a Mexican dad who invited people to come to his 16-year-old's birthday. Anybody saw this one? So he invited people to his 16th birthday, which is something that quite often happens in Mexico. That's just normal. Uh, Though he did it on Facebook, and he managed somehow to set the settings that anybody could come and anybody could share this thing, so they did. And it just caught, again, it went viral. And over a matter of days, over a million people had accepted the invite to come to this guy's 16-year-old birthday. Bit awkward. It was, it was like, I haven't catered for that. I'm not sure we could do that. Apparently, there was even um, a plane um, company that was putting on flights just in case people actually did go uh, to this party. That's how viral this invitation went. Well, it is so easy in this day and age to share stuff. And we're going to be talking today about what it means to be people that share. And quite often, it's easy to share the stuff that is easy to share. But sometimes it's hard to share the stuff that costs something. 
And we're going to look at how, what it means to share something that costs something to ourselves today. And we're in part of this, uh, a topic at the minute called uh, acceleration. It's the Ivy's year of acceleration. As an aside, has anybody seen any acceleration in their lives because of this year? I definitely have. Yeah, loads of hands going up. It's been an amazing year already. And the topic today we're going to look at is acceleration happens when we come and see. Acceleration happens when we come and see. When we come and see who Jesus is, when we come and see afresh who he is, he's always got something amazing to show us and to encourage us with. But he also asks us to be the people that say, come and see, because I found this amazing Jesus. I found something amazing in him and what he's done in my life. And we've got to be people that actually say, come and see. So that's what we're going to look at a bit today. And if you're, if you're here for the first time, and actually you're saying, oh, well, that is actually what I'm doing. I'm actually coming and seeing this morning. Don't switch off because there is loads of stuff in here for you today as well. But last week, Josh Green was speaking and he said, I don't know why I've got given this preach, which was on prayer. And I've been thinking the same thing this week. I'm thinking, why have I been given basically a talk on evangelism? this week, and because to be honest with you, I feel like I'm not much of an evangelist. It doesn't come necessarily um, naturally to me. And we've got such amazing evangelists in our church. We've got, you know, Lynn's West, we've got Andy Hawthorne, we have got Josh Green, we've got loads of different people who could be here doing this talk, encouraging us to be evangelists and share with our friends. But actually, I think the reason I'm here is because I find it difficult. And I know there's loads of people in this room today that actually find it difficult. And we've got to be people that take that capital E off. We've got to stop thinking about it. It's a big, scary thing. And actually, we're all called to share our faith. We're all called to be people that actually can be bold and say things. We don't have to be the passionate. We don't have to be the people that stand up here because we've all got something to say. And uh, so that's what we're going, to look, we're going to look at. We're going to look at two different stories today in the Bible to help us unpack this a little bit. Okay, so the first one is this. Let's read this next story together. So it's from John 1, and it's from um, a bit in the Bible where it's in the New Testament. A guy called John has written this. Uh, And uh, it's all about Jesus when he first meets some of his disciples and some of his followers. So let me read this to you. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. When he got there, he ran across Philip and said, Come, follow me. Philip went and found Nathanael and told him, We found the one Jesus wrote of in the law, the one preached of by the prophets. It's Jesus, Joseph's son, the one from Nazareth. Nathanael said, Nazareth? You've got to be kidding. Can anything good come from there? But Philip said, Come, see for yourself. And when Jesus saw him coming, he said, Now there's a real Israelite, not a false bone in his body. Nathanael said, where did you get that idea? You don't even know me. And Jesus answered, one day, long before Philip called you here, I saw you under the fig tree. And Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you really are the son of God, the king of Israel. And Jesus said, you've become a believer simply because I say I saw you one day sitting under the fig tree. You haven't seen anything yet. Before this is over, you're going to see heaven open and God's angels descending to the Son of Man and ascending again. It's a great story. 
about two people coming to meet Jesus. And I bet you are one of these two people, these two characters in this story this morning. So the first person we're going to look at is Philip. Philip meets Jesus. And what does Jesus say to him? He says, come, follow me. And if you've been part of church, you know that that means Come, follow me. Put down what you're doing. Stop your job. Change your life. And come be taught by me. Come and be my friend. Hang around with me. Learn from me. And in that moment, Philip finds a new vision for his life. Remember I said whenever we meet Jesus, something changes. Something happens. And in that moment, he's found a new vision. He's found a new purpose. He's found a new hope. And he's found the Messiah. All of these things change in that instant for Philip. It's an incredible moment. And I think it's so funny. I think it's just the way it's written. But it says, Philip says, uh, Jesus says, come follow me. And then Philip went. Uh, I'm not sure he's quite got the hang of it right at that moment. But he was so excited that he went and he told his friend Nathaniel. That's what he wanted to do. He's like, I found all these things. And Nathaniel, I found the one. I found vision. I found hope. Come on, come and see. And uh, how does Nathaniel react to this? How does Nathaniel react? He has like this face on him, doesn't he, I reckon. That's what I imagine when I'm reading this. Um, I'm sorry, Jesus? Are you kidding me? Nazareth, can anything good come from there? It's that look of, what? And I don't know about you, but this is the moment I fear as a Christian. When I want to tell my friends or people I know about Jesus, this is the moment that I think in my head, this is how it's going to go. I found Jesus. I found this amazing thing. He's changed my life. He's given me hope, joy, peace, protection, all these amazing things. And then I want to tell my friend about it. But what if they go, Jesus, are you kidding Because before that, I thought you were a normal person and you brought this Jesus guy up. Really? I'm frightened about them a bit, like it says in that Nazareth moment, about that's what they think about church. Church? Can anything good come from there? I don't know about you, but that's kind of what I'm worried about in that moment. And that's what happens to Philip. But what does Philip do? Philip, does he say, oh yeah, no, go on. And and he he tries to prove it. No, I'm going to prove it to you. Yeah, he is. And he argues with him. No, he doesn't, does he? Does he back down and go, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, let's forget about that. Uh, sorry, just don't, don't remember that. No, he doesn't do that either. He just goes, okay, yeah, well, come and see. Come and see for yourself. And that's what we're supposed to be. Let's take the capital E off and let's turn it into something else. Let's say we're actually all just supposed to be an inviter. Say that over yourself this morning. I am an inviter because that is who we are. All we're called to be is to invite people to meet Jesus because Jesus does the rest. Jesus does the rest. Not supposed to turn it into a massive thing. Just come and see for yourself. Hey, try it out. Because I love the next bit of the story. What happens when Nathaniel does? They go and see Jesus. And then Jesus is already coming to him. He meets him there. He meets him in that place and he goes, I know you. I've seen you already. And that blows Nathaniel's mind, doesn't it? Blows him away. In that moment, again, he's changed. He's like, I'm known. This guy knows me. I'm seen. And he changes his life. And Jesus says, if you you think that was good, Nathaniel, you haven't seen anything yet. We're going to come back to that a little bit later on. But imagine Philip in that moment. Imagine Philip, and he's 
I don't know about you, but this is what I'd be doing. If I was Philip, I'd, that long walk, that walk between telling Nathaniel and seeing Jesus, I'd have been going, oh, perhaps, perhaps, yeah, he, perhaps he's right. Perhaps he's not going to find Jesus like I did. Perhaps I just left my job and he's going to think I'm an idiot. All those kind of things, all those doubts, all those worries. And in that moment, he sees Jesus. You, you already know Nathaniel. What? I'm sorry. Philip would have been blown away as well. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen. What? And actually, we've got to know that Jesus is already working in our friends' lives. Do you know that? That Jesus is already working in your friends' lives. It's not something that just starts happening the moment you get brave to bring it up, or the moment you say that thing about church, or that thing about God. It's, that's not the catalyst, because Jesus loves your friends. Jesus loves your work. He is already working. And this guy, Henry T. Blackbury, he's an author and a spiritual writer, and he's written loads of books, and he says this, right now, God is working all around you. Whether you see him at work is irrelevant to the fact of God's presence in our world. He is actively and intimately involved in both the affairs of this world and the details of your life. We've got to be people that trust that God is already at work. And you know, last week, Josh was talking about prayer and the fact that more, the more we pray, the more we're going to be able to recognize where God is already working, that God is already going to be at work in our lives. So I encourage you to pray about that. And I went to a schools conference a few years ago, and one thing they said was, God is already at work in your school. It is your job to find out what God is doing and go and join in with that. And that's my challenge for you as well. God is already at work in your work. He's already working in your, you, your friends, and your family's life. Raise your vision and say, God, show me afresh. Where are you working? And how can I speak into that and trust God in that moment and be that inviter? The second story we're going to look at today is from Luke. It's from Luke. And um, again, it's uh, from the New Testament. And uh, it's that bit where, it's just after that bit where the crazy guy, uh, with, full of his demons and all that kind of stuff, has been healed. So we're just going to read from Luke 8, 38, 39. The man from whom the demons had gone out from begged to go with him, begged to go with Jesus. But Jesus sent him away saying, return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. So it is one of those crazy stories. It is literally about a crazy man and becoming healed. And remember again, I said, whenever we meet with Jesus, something changes. And for this guy, what changed in his life is that he found healing and he found freedom, didn't he? He found healing and freedom in that moment. And again, hope. And he wanted to be with this Jesus. He wanted to stay with him, which is quite understandable, isn't it? But actually, what does Jesus um, say to him? He, says, he doesn't actually say to him, follow me. He says something different. He says, go and tell. Go and tell your story. And uh, Philip was an inviter, but this guy was a witness. And again, that's what we're called to be. The Bible calls us to be witnesses. And now I bet we've all seen TV shows and all that kind of stuff. Seen Judge Rinder, maybe, maybe not. And we've seen uh, witnesses on the stand and what they're called to do. They're called to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. They're called to tell what they have seen, what they have heard, what they've experienced, what, they've, what they know for themselves and tell their story. That's it. And that's what we're called to do. 
You're not called to be the judge. You're not called to be the lawyer. You're not called to argue your case. You're just called to tell your story and to invite people into that story too. So how do we do that? Well, as Ivy, we've got this little thing for you just to help you think through that. Because in those moments, you're not, sometimes not always quite sure. So we've got this little thing where it's B-C-J-C-A-D to help you think through your story. And I wonder what your story is. So think about that as I, as I talk this through. So B-C, before Christ, what was your life like before Jesus? What were you doing? Why did you need him? All those kind of things. What was going on? Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ moment, when you met him, what happened? It might have been at church, it might have been somewhere else. What happened in that moment? Who was Jesus? What did he do? Focus on the Jesus moment. Focus on who he is for you. And then what happened afterwards? What happens next? What is your life like now? How has it changed? Did that actually make a difference? Why has it been so important? All those kinds of things. We're going to just watch a quick little video. I asked my uh, intern, Joe, to do this for you. So here's Joe's um, BCJC80 for you. Hi, so my name's Joe uh, from West Isbury. And yeah, before I met God, uh, it was pretty boring, depressing. Uh, I was getting bullied and stuff like that. So I was just like, live growing life, living life as it came to me. Um, when I met Jesus, it was, Actual survivor. I was sat there and I was just like, if you're there, <laughs> speak to me please. Um, I got a response and I just got this voice in my head where it was just like, I'm here for you, I'm always going to be here for you. And yeah, so I went to the front, was prayed for, and I definitely felt God, God's presence just there with me and it was just the most amazing feeling. Uh, after that, it was. Um, yeah, and now it's just been amazing because throughout my whole journey with God, it's been, uh, it's always been going up and it's been just an amazing journey. I'm now working for Ivy as a youth intern, so it's just amazing, yeah. Yeah, go on, give Joe a round of applause, pray for him to do that. So I wonder what your story is. Have a thought, think. And um, you might be uh, thinking, well, I haven't, I'm not quite there yet, all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure what I'd do. But I don't know about you, but I quite often hear these amazing stories in church of uh, fantastic things. Because if it is your first time at church, we do. Like God has changed our lives and it is amazing. We hear some fantastic stories. And the classic ones are kind of like, um, I used to be a drug dealer. Uh, and then I, or a criminal, or that kind of thing. And then I met Jesus, and uh, he has changed my life. And then from, and life since has been amazing. And those stories are incredible and so inspiring, and I love hearing them. However, quite often what that does is actually I think, well, maybe my story is not worth telling then. Because my story is one of, I just grew up in church. Uh, I became a Christian when I was four years old. I remember really clearly going back home after church and in my room I said a prayer to Jesus because I heard that oh, and I wanted to be Jesus' friend. And then I said that prayer again three times that day just in case it hadn't happened. So I remember doing that and then from that moment I've met Jesus again and again and again, really powerfully again at like Soul Survivors when I was 13 and again and again and again since. And it's a great story, it's my story, but it isn't necessarily one 
because you might be pleased to know I haven't been a drug dealer and I haven't been to prison other than to maybe visit people in prison. And so perhaps sometimes I think, oh, I'm not going to share my story because it isn't that kind of massive inspirational one. But that's a lie. Because every story in here is important, because every person in here is important. And we've got to be people that make sure that we're telling our story, that we trust Jesus in our story, that he's, he's the hero of that story. It's not about me. And we've got to make him shine and be brave enough to say, okay, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell my story because it is worth telling. But um, I wonder today, actually, you've heard about all these things, and uh, it's about coming and seeing Jesus. And there's some, there might be some people in here who go, well, actually, hang on. I actually haven't met Jesus yet. I don't actually know him for myself. I've been hearing all this stuff, and you're saying that I can find vision, I can find hope, I can find purpose, that he's good, but actually, I, I don't know that for myself. And you might be the Nathaniel in that story who has genuinely just come to see, and you're like, I'm not really sure. Jesus, really? I mean, church is okay, maybe, I don't know yet. And my challenge for you is, well, try it. Come and see. You've done the first bit about coming to church, but actually ask him this morning. And say, okay, Jesus, if you're there, if, if this is real, okay, I, I, need, I need you in my life. I need, to, need for you to prove that. And so I just want to pray for you this morning, actually, that that is what you do. And so I'm just going to take a moment to pray. Yeah, Jesus, we thank you that you are a God who came near, that knows about us and knows who we are. And I pray that in this moment that um, people would find vision, they'd find hope, they'd find peace, and they'd find you. Come and be a part of our lives, I pray. Come and see that he is good. Come and be a part of my life this week, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If, the, if you said that prayer, um, and even prayed it for the first time, just put up your hand, because we want to just, ra- we just want to welcome you here. We just want to pray, pray for you. That is awesome. That is awesome. Because actually, we've got to be people that come and see for ourselves. I'm just going to invite the band up as well. And the takeaway for us is twofold this morning. It's actually, again, that we wanted to say that next week is our invite your one. Invite your one. Be thinking this week, who can I tell? Who can I tell? Who can I start praying about? Who am I believing that Jesus is already at work in their lives? Who can I invite along next week? Who is it? But also, the fact that Jesus says to you, come and see. You see, I'm going to go back to that bit in the story that I said that I would do before. That actually, when, we, when Jesus met Nathaniel, he said, you thought that was good, Nathaniel? You thought the moment you first met me was good? Well, do you know what? There is so much more. And that's what he says to you this morning, that actually there is so much more. That we've got to be people that meet God, that meet Jesus regularly. So it's not a story that perhaps some of us in here, our JCBC, might have been... 10 years ago now. It might have been 20 years ago. It might be last week. But actually, God is a God who's relevant today. He is at work today, and he wants to move in your life today so that you can be people that go from here and go, do you know what? Church on Sunday was awesome. This morning, this is what God did. That actually, we've got to be people that are meeting Jesus regularly because he wants to meet with us. And so this morning, that's my challenge to you, that we would come and see his goodness afresh. 
Not that we've got a story to tell over a few years ago, but that we've got a story of his goodness today. Because there is so much more when we meet with Jesus. And he's got so much more to give you today. So let's stand together. And we're just going to spend a bit of time now just pressing into that in worship. And saying, okay, God, I need to be this inviter. Sure, I need to be a witness. But actually, I just need to see you. Because the more we see Jesus, the more that he fills our view, the more we can start to give away. We know who we are in him. And we've got another bit of that story because he's got more to give us. So Father God, we just pray, have your way this morning. We want to see your goodness. Just fill us afresh, God, so we can be these people. But thank you, God, that you want to meet us right where we are this morning.
Jesus, we thank you that uh, we're people who've heard your invitation. Thank you that we have come and we've seen you, we've met you, and we don't have to be the same again. That's an amazing privilege. I pray, Lord, that you will uh, send us out as people who just are witnesses and inviters, people who are more confident, more easy about saying, come and see. thank you that we get that privilege and that adventure. We're looking forward to it, Lord. We're looking forward to a week ahead. Please be uh, firming up the thought of people we're going to invite for next Sunday to say, just come and see. Help us to be people who uh, take that step of faith with you this week. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us today. Hope it's been a great time. Hope to see you in grow groups during the week. And a reminder that um, the evening Ivy Central is happening tonight at Ivy Central on Barnamore Road. Um, and if you haven't seen it already, last week's Facebook Live video of Anthony's talk about uh, some of the stuff that's happening in the church is really good kind of unpacking more about the journey that we're on and some of the things we see God doing and saying over our next steps so thank you for being with us and see you next sunday for invite your one if you know anything about picking something up and we thanks for listening for more podcasts go to ivychurch.org forward slash media